a nerd podcast talking about nerd things. My name is Robert Foley, and we had some unforeseen uh, problems come up during our latest recording issue where we accidentally recorded too long, and because of it, we've had to release a two-parter episode. Hopefully, if you're listening to this one, you've already listened to episode 31, A New Hope, Danny the Accidental Racist. That is the first part of the episode that you're now about to hear. Uh, What you're going to hear now is the nerdly debate that took place immediately after the discussion of Star Wars and New Hope. Uh, Without further ado, here is our nerdly debate. Enjoy. Since it's a fairly new segment, you created, and Kelly has no idea what it is, why don't you explain Nerdly Debates? Okay, so Nerdly Debates is where I come up with a different topic that we're going to talk about each week. Okay. We're each going to give our own uh, versions of whatever uh, the topic is, and then we're going to discuss them. Now, last week, uh, I went ahead and I told Danny what the, this uh, this topic is going to be, but Danny, I did the proper job of a... Uh, podcast uh, co-host, and forgot about it completely. Yeah, sweet. Dan- Danny, much like all of the research, uh, d- did none of it. I watched Star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> you have one job. Yeah, he, he doesn't do it. it. I actually had to do a lot of research for the last episode of Hold My Beer. I did that instead. No, no, no. This right. this is then and now. You don't don't bring Hold My Beer into then and now. Kelly, we did. Hold my beer. Damn it. Hold my beer. So. In this nerdly debate, let's say that Marvel and DC, uh, tired of the constant feud, decided to permanently merge their universes into one superverse. In this new world, what would be some of the new teams we would see, new rivalries? Uh, Are there any new villain-to-hero matches you would want to see? And finally, what would be the first major story arc that we would see? Okay, well, let's start with the most important thing. The, the, uh, The merge happens. And it kind of mixes up the time flow a little bit. Let's just say that. Who from the Marvel Universe beats Jason Todd to death with a crowbar? <laughs> no, it, the story still happened. Everything that happened before the merge still happened. I just want you to name somebody from Marvel beating Jason Todd. Oh, the Punisher? I don't know. No, cause... Uh, no I actually kind of like that because he's, uh, you know, he sees a guy dressed like that, thinks he's a gay male prostitute, beats him to death with a crowbar because <laughs> he thinks that's bad for some reason. Well, uh, let's go into teams. I was going to say Green Goblin, though, because he's like Marvel's Joker. Oh, I could see that. Um, now, let, let's make this clear that we're each making up our own uh, our own universe, essentially, in this debate. Okay. And then at the end, we can decide who had the best universe. So we should come up with our uh, our big team, like our big Avengers Justice League smashed well, together, right? multiple teams, but yes. Start with one big one, you think? Since uh, If you want. Kelly didn't know this existed. I didn't prepare. You have plenty of time, so I'm sure you'll win. <laughs> I don't know how you're making this into a competition, but because <laughs> that was the whole point of this was to get away from the competition. Well, it, I'm messing with you. Hey, hey, it's to the audience. I'm messing with you. I'm not angry. Don't grumpy look at me. I wasn't grumpy looking at you. Don't grumpy look at Kelly either. Now, he was saying something. I was listening to. Well, him. Listen to Kelly. I just say it's a debate. It's to the audience to conclude the winner. Yeah. So all one of them. Let's start. <laughs> let's start with new teams. All right. What are some teams that Danny in your mixed universe you would want to see? Alright, so, uh, when I think of DC teams, I have to have Batman on it. And to think of who Batman meshes well with, 
I have to go to Captain America. Really? Yeah, because they're, they're both just superhuman, like like superb humans. Not superhuman, just really good at being humans, yeah. as good as you can get. I... And even in that shitty Marvel DC crossover, they were the matchup, and they tied. Yeah. Because uh, Captain America, yeah, he has a little bit stronger. He's a little bit stronger, a little more agile because he had the serum. But Batman was a better fighter, and he was smarter. So they, 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 you know. I am wanting to say one thing: the <laughs> mashups, the mashups that have happened. No, I'm just aren't. Yeah, I understand that. So, uh, I'm just saying when, when no, when my mind goes to Batman on a team mixed with Marvel, I want Captain America there okay. on his side because he's equal in every way. But he has he's he's different enough to add a dynamic. The morality alone. I think it would be really well received. I, I understand where you're coming from. It seems like it would be very close to the same relationship that he has with Superman, but more on a human level. Right. There's more to relate to. Okay. Because uh, they've both been hurt. Uh, but like Superman, like Captain America can't get drunk, you know? So he, he goes through every day stone sober, uh, focused hey, on his goals. You're talking Steve Rogers. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but uh, like think of the... Uh, think of their imagery. Batman, shadows, dark, a bat, kind of scary. Captain America, bright, shiny shield, the symbol of our nation. Yeah. Those two put together, I, I think, would be a very interesting dynamic. A lot okay. of ways really? hero and anti-hero. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It'd be like, uh, like in Marvel, when um, you find out the Punisher, his biggest hero is Captain America. Right. Yeah. Uh, you kind of get that, but like, I think, I think Captain America could respect Batman more than he could ever respect the Punisher. Well, I, I can see that. It'd be a mutual partnership. It's not like... Because Batman kind of resents Superman to an extent. Yeah. I Yeah. I would have to say that the first team that I'm going to throw out there, which I've named all these teams and they're all shitty names except for one. I'm very proud of one name. That's great. Uh, but I called the, my first team the Detectives. Uh, it's Spider-Man. That is a bad name. He was very... The Batman family. And Daredevil. Okay. Right. Uh, the reason for that is... All of them have very similar tactics. They, when it comes to there's something going on, I need to find more. They use tech to find more, and that they track that you know. And so I can see, especially with Spider-Man and Batman, it being kind of a Spider-Man looking up to Batman in a certain kind of way. But you also get the opposite dynamic of Spider-Man having a natural uh, advantage because he has spider sense. Right. So yeah, that could be cool. And, and yeah. so uh, imagine. Spider-Man and Batman, like, starting with a kind of a shaky relationship and then going to growing to respect each other, and then Batman training Spider-Man a little bit and then realizing, oh, there's more to you than what you seem. And more then than they, meets the eye. And then they figure out who each other are, and yeah. because they're both entrepreneur, like, entrepreneur billionaires now, they have, That's true, like, yeah. they have this friendship that is like a friendly rivalry between each other. It, like, it could go into that, like, Batman Incorporated thing where, like, there's a giant global corporation spawned from these two guys. Right. We get the bat spider. Well, and there's like that, pa- but... P- uh, Parker Industries. Right, and then Wing Tech. And Wing Tech. Yes. And so the, cool. the, they, they team up and they share technology with each other superhero-wise, but on the entrepreneur side, it's like, I'm going to get you, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Spider-Man's never been that that pompous, but you know Batman's not going to be okay with getting outdone by a teenager. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially one breast in... Breast. Dressed in a... <laughs> <laughs> in a bright spider suit. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get there. I got stuck on boobs for some and, reason. And Daredevil, I think, uh, with the way that 
his powers just work and being a human lie detector, I think that he would work very well with the Bat family as well. Not necessarily, he's the, he's the polygraph. Not necessarily <laughs> Batman himself, but I could see him and, and uh, I don't know. I Dick think I... Grayson and Batgirl like that threesome working really well. I th- I would watch that threesome. Important. <laughs> um, no, I, I could see Batman and Daredevil being like BFFs, honestly. Really? Yeah. Why not? They're both dark. They're both brooding. They're both violent. The vigilante and the lawyer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, they're both vigilantes. They're both very professional in their alternate uh, forms. I could see Commissioner Gordon and Daredevil getting along very well. That'd be great, too, yeah. Did, so would Alfred jump to Daredevil, you think? Because I'd watch that as well. Daredevil plus Alfred? I, I don't know. I think that Dare, uh, that Alfred would be very weary of Daredevil all yeah. the time. Yeah, just, oh, yeah. just something about the way that their, their two personalities are. I think that while Batman would be trusting of him once he got, got to know him, I think that Alfred would always have a little bit of mistrust. Okay. Let's bring us, uh, let's, let's go to the next best possible uh, setup, though. Okay, go ahead. Who, who's your favorite Alfred, Kelly? I don't know. Pennyworth, of course. No, I mean like act, like I know, like comic <laughs> movie, you dick. Uh, you know, Alfred, Batman's Butler. Yeah, well, then you, you see the movies. Yeah, you go with uh, Austin Powers' dad. Oh, from the Dark Knight oh. trilogy. Okay, not bad. He's okay. I I, like Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I have to say, Michael Caine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just recently seen him in, in uh, Secondhand Lions. Oh, very good movie. He, he's he's the perfect example of an Englishman playing a Texan. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, that's the thing. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, very good movie. If you haven't seen yeah, it, I, I advise yeah, it. It's first time I watched it. My, my favorite Alfred is probably from the animated series, and okay. it's just because of how witty and cocky he is. Like, smart but older. That there's one fragile. scene that always pops into my head, and it's when he goes to Bruce, who's in the bat suit. And he sees that a woman's there, or not in the basket, he's in it, he's in his tuxedo. Right. And he sees that a woman's with him, and he goes, oh, Miss Such-and-Such, I see that you found uh, our secret. Yes, it's true. I am the Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was like, no, I am the Batman, yeah. Because she found the Batcave and shit. Oh, well, <laughs> And he, he always is protecting Bruce, so he's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the Batman. <laughs> so the I mean, best I look team- like an old guy now, but when I put on the rubber suit... It's all fake muscle, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Go away, please. But you team him up with the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe uh, universe version of Jarvis. Jarvis. Uber yeah. Butler! They'll be able to back any superhero. The shittiest <laughs> superhero. If Stiltman decided to do good for one day, and he has Jarvis and Alfred behind him, best superhero of all time. Man. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, if right, like, so something with Aquaman, it would be incredible. Your, your next superhero team? I just gave you one. Jarvis and Alfred. Uh, Jarvis and Alfred is your superhero team? Fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> they don't even need a superhero. Imagine the banter. They can, like, pick anybody, like, off the street and just turn them into, the, like, the best crime-fighting uh, guy. Could you imagine Alfred and the AI training somebody to be a superhero? That's what I'm saying. Like, just somebody who is a complete nobody but has like a the Crimson like Shadow. Me. Yeah, like the Crimson Shadow. Oh, okay. Crimson Shadow is referencing an old episode where I had talked about trying to be a superhero myself. Could you imagine the Grand Wizard being... Uh, <laughs> the Grand Wizard of what? Nothing. You racist. <laughs> Don't you start to. <laughs> hold, hold my beer. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Kelly, you got one? 
I, you know, I'm not going to be able to compete at your guys' level. No, I, I, I but I would, I would think, I would think that well, not even compete, just you know. But anyway, I would think that that like the, the first thing that my mind thought of is like how would Cap, Captain America deal with a you know a, a a Superman that needs to be knocked down a few pegs? How would Captain Ver- America versus Superman like work? So out? you're wanting to put Captain America in that Batman spot? Yeah. He have, he's the one that has to bring that guy down. Oh, Batman's cool. like, you're getting on my nerves. I'm going to do this. So you're, you're Captain America is like, you know, you're doing what's wrong for America for, for you know, well, he didn't really. So you would put that in the rivalry category then. Well, yeah. Yeah. That'd Interesting. Be, and then, you know, you, of course, then, of course, Tony Sparks and. and Tony and, Sparks? Yeah. T- Tony Stark. Stark. No, don't, no, no, we're Tony not done with, we're not done with okay. America and Superman. Uh, that's interesting because Batman will be Superman because he's willing to go to. Pretty dark lengths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain America, I don't think, would do that. Yeah. I think Captain America... Talks him down. He'd try, the I think. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. think that he would he would win the moral battle. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, against absolutely. Superman, is already hard enough. Right. But, but, I don't know. That would be very interesting. A lot of philosophy in yeah, that comic. Superman was uh, truth, justice, in the American way. Captain America is truth, justice, in the American way. Yeah. It's clash of... You know, the, uh, America and philosophy and like doing the Which right thing. Which would be thing. very good right now with the stuff that's going on politically. Yeah, we'd have two people, two white people fighting for once instead of every <laughs> other per- person. Mm-hmm. With every other person. Uh, but going back to the superhero team ups. Like my yeah. like my thing <laughs> would be. This is, no, go ahead. My thing would be. I mean, you'd have to just pair like the because in both universes you have the anti hero. Oh, yeah, of course, you know, yeah. and and at one point everyone's an anti-hero, but you have those set personalities. Batman, you have uh, gets shot up a bunch of times. Fifty Cent. He he just came out with a movie. He Are just, you fucking kidding me, Danny? He got shot in a hundred times. He just got pegged in a movie. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. You know, you have he did people. get pegged in a movie. He's not wrong. He, he <laughs> got shot a punch. No, but this is my only thought about this. What if all these guys decided to run together, not in a, a crew, not in a gang, not in a team, I didn't even put but just a crew together? What kind of a civil war would that do? The the Captain no, no more civil wars. The Captain America superhero types against the like full blown mercenary, yeah, uh, anti heroes. Yeah, I mean they, they would have they would create a whole new paradigm which we wouldn't even need supervillains. Yeah, you'd have morality versus uh, any means necessary. Right, but then you think the about Boy just putting all the, the personalities together in one crew. And yeah. just And Deadpool's a lot of personality. Yeah. I'm going to go through two quick teams. Sure. Just, just real quick. Yeah. The first one, I call the Quiver. Okay. That's what I call my wife's vagina. I'm pretty sure. What's I... up? How, how many arrows has gone into her? One. Okay. <laughs> one very the... short... <laughs> The Quiver has both Hawkeyes. Short yet efficient. <laughs> he does have a kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Proved my point. Efficient. Um, it can be both. Has both Hawkeyes and Green Arrow and Speedy. And I don't watch that shit. Yeah, it's like the the the, the band of Robin Hoods. Yeah, right? essentially, my idea for that is the humans that run with superhumans and them constantly the B team. Yeah, thank you. Essentially. But them doing stuff that they should never be able to do just because they have to work that hard. Yeah. They're constantly challenging each other. Yeah, proving the everyman. I like it. Yeah. 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 
Uh, that that's my whole idea for that is they're always it creates a rivalry between them, but it, they're always on the same team. Because they, you know, they love to outdo each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, well, not just uh, Hawkeye and Green Arrow. No, I mean the entire team. You know, the entire team. You have would... Speedy trying to outdo Green Arrow because they actually know each other. Kate Bishop is already trying to outdo uh, Clint Barton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put Clint Barton and Green Arrow in the same room, and their just their personalities alone is going to be a hilarious mix-up. Right. Uh, Speedy, he, he, you know, his, his drug stuff will probably come up at some point, but you know, then that. There's emotion there between all of the characters, and it, but it's done in such a funny way. Right. I think that it would be such a good read. And right. then, one that I call the Coalition of Metaborn Anomalies. Is this the one you're proud of? No. Oh. This is this is not my big like Avengers team. Oh. Th- this would be uh, a team of. What's that? It's yet to come. Right. That's that's my next one after we go through one more round. Mm-hmm. Um. This would be a team of superhumans born with their abilities that would make them outsiders to the nor- the quote normal world. Think X Men and Inhuman. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about DC to put a team to that, but I know there's at least one. Right. Um, and I think that they once a mix like this happens would be big enough that they would go to like, uh, oh, what's the big country? That Magneto runs Geonosha or whatever. Uh, Gen- something like that, yeah. I, I think that they would try to be their own country because that in the DC world, especially, you throw half a populace that aren't used to these kind of people that look and can do different stuff. Yeah, he said these kind of people. Well, the, it's specific yeah, to right. this. You're racist, Annie. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. But it, all of the, the already shit. built oh, yeah. tension that's in the Marvel Universe, when DC Universe gets mixed in it, it's going to explode. Hmm? And, and so they would have to go to their own country and try to be their own government of, of anomaly-born people. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, you. Me. Oh, what, what are we doing now? I, I, team ups? I, would say, team ups? I would say this would be the big team up. Ah, the big team up. That'd take forever, though. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, you're going to have the big team. It's going to be, the like, the big stars. So, you have Avengers. You have, um... Justice, Justice League. League. I was getting there. Um, see, I'm hesitant, I'm hesitant to put Batman on there. Because Batman would have to... Like, take his time, find out how to take every member out. That would just take forever. He'd be tired at the end, right? He already does that. I'm going to try to keep Batman out. Uh, I'm going to throw Spider-Man in there. Because he kind of fits in with every group. He's the hopeful youth, you know? Right. Uh, Let's throw... I'm going to DC now. What goes well with Spider-Man? Everything. So I'm going to say Superman. Because you're going to want Superman on your team. Right. And then we're going to throw the Hulk on DC's side. So you have strength and strength, but... You know, you have with one strength you have just strength and then more strength. With Superman's strength you have speed, flying, laser vision. Uh, he can hear all over the fucking universe, you know. Right. So uh, he, he's just a great beacon to have on your team because he knows where the threats are right. almost at all times. So like it's what four members? Um, that's three members. I can't count. Uh, you need that human aspect, which Peter Parker gets part of, but not completely. 
so I will go Hawkeye in favor of Green Arrow because I like him more. <laughs> it's just more fun, you know. Right. Uh, plus, you know, he's used to the big team. Well, I guess Green Arrow is too. They're very parallel. Right. The two characters are. Um, so I just have to pick my favorite of the two, you know. And I think there's a little bit more depth in the comic books to Hawkeye than there is Green Arrow. So on DC side, we will take the laughable dork. Oh, we're going to Flash. We have to go Flash. Yeah. We need a speedster, man. I love the, the I first love time the Flash. Flash has been brought up. That's sad. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, I, I love the Flash. And then we need um, a misnomer, like a somebody you can't really trust. You don't know if they're really with them or against them. So you either go anti-hero or villain recently turned hero. So we could turn somebody hero. Mmm, God, hold on. We could go Harley Quinn, which seems like the Harley, the, the easy answer. The, the, I wouldn't mm. say that's an easy answer. I, I, because she's been villain so much, I don't know if with that group She's that been a hero a decent amount. Yeah. Especially on a team with Batman. That could be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go Green Goblin at first, but I, I want to keep it kind of uh, even. Yeah. Wait, do you think Harley Quinn totally falls for Batman? Oh, no. No? Mr. J all the way. Mr. J all the Not way. in recent yeah, comics. Yeah, I know, man. Not even older comics. Like, she she always falls away. So, yeah, let's throw Harley Quinn on there as my... Okay. Plus, you need a female as well, of course. All right. Do you, do you have a big team in mind, Kelly? Oh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, no. No, do you no I can't. I... <laughs> Fuck you, Robert. That's no. what I have. <laughs> No, I think, um, oh, I did have a question for you guys, though. Yeah, what's up? Oh, dang it. What was it? We're still recording. Who do you pair, who do you pair up with, with The Flash? See, I think that The Flash only really works with the big team-ups, like the Justice League. Yeah. Because um, even in the DC Universe, he doesn't team up with other people unless it's just one-on-one team-ups that are for... Uh, no, Green Lantern, a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it's still, like... This story, he's teaming up with Green Lantern. This story, he's teaming up with Wonder Woman. Yeah. But as far as team, like, I'm going, we are an established, constantly doing stuff. It's always just been Justice League. Aside from that, he's a solo player. So here was the question that I remembered. It. <laughs> the, who Do you see if any of them kind of, you know, just hanging up his, his spandex suit? Maybe we'll get to we'll get to that in you a little know. bit. See, uh, okay, okay, we'll think about that. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have somebody in mind? No. Just kind okay. of putting the question out there. <laughs> I I hadn't actually thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll add that at the end. Like once yeah. these once these universes converge, which is the most likely to retire? Like, yeah. We're just gonna be like, yeah, the world doesn't really need protected anymore. You know. We're uh, all safe enough. So so my big team. Hmm? I've got Iron Man, Bucky. Why Bucky? Go, go through the whole list first. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll go through my list, and then I'll explain each one. Yeah. Iron Man, Bucky, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine, Martian Manhunter, Thor, One Woman, Carol Danvers, Shazam, and Flash. Okay. Here's what my thought is. There, With the world mixing, there's going to be a bunch of small teams all over the world. This team is the big team. These are the power hitters, the ones that take on the stuff that nobody, I mean absolutely nobody, this is the justice, uh, The Justice Avengers of the universe. I just call them the protectors. That'll work too. It's a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that the one you're proud of? The Defendor. This is the one that I'm kind of proud of. The name? 
No. Oh. The yeah. Quiver's the one that I'm proud of, the name. Oh. No. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Really? With That's the, what I'm saying. With the arrows? I made a vagina joke, first off. <sighs> There's a green arrow run called Quiver. Kevin Smith wrote it. Okay, but uh, the group is not called Quiver. There's no group. Exactly. There's when the group S gets the title, together. Just, all right. Anyway. I haven't came up with a single name, so I can't really talk shit, but you know, so, I still try. <laughs> you know, Iron Man with his satellite links and his armor, he can get to pretty much anywhere in the world at a very quick pace. He can tell what's going on around the world. Kind of like my reasoning for putting Superman in my group. Yeah. Bat- Batman, w- I think, would use a lot of the same technology and I think that Batman would be more of the person, home, honestly, home base until he's absolutely needed. Right. Uh, until then, he's the one that runs the HQ. Hey, this is going on, and he creates the battle plan. Plus, he plays the uh, ground game. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bucky, right now, he's playing the man on the wall. He is an intergalactic protector already. He's used to the bigger story stuff. That's why I put Bucky on this team, yeah, is because if something from out outer space is going to be attacking, he would be the first to know. Yeah, but uh, not the first. Superman would be able to catch that first. In, in, in Marvel universe, he would be the first. Yeah, to these know. are combined, right? So I, I don't know. I don't. I can't see anything that Bucky can contribute that Superman hasn't already taken care of ten times. Is what is what kind the of caught is, me. You the know? thing is, you can't do. You can say that with any of them. Superman is well, no, not with Batman necessarily. Um, Spider Man or, I think or is Iron obvious. Man because I think they're kind of, yeah because Spider Man's fucking awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're not gonna not have Spider Man on your your big team. Yeah. I wouldn't think. If so, you have no soul. Right. Uh, Wolverine. I think it's necessary for any big team to have Wolverine because if there's something, Wolverine and Batman, I think would have a mutual respect of if there's something that has to be done that nobody else can. Those are your two guys to go right. to. Yeah, very. Yeah, that ruthless kind of like core. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. because yeah. Batman in recent years has the whole "I can't kill," I think that he would have to turn to Wolverine. So you think instead of killing himself, he'd have Wolverine do it? Is that any better? Do you think? Well, from think, his moral standpoint, think of it like this: with that, there, there's a mutant that when his mutant powers, and this is actually canon, hmm? when his mutant powers developed he started producing a gas that killed people okay. like it shredded them from the inside out just by breathing a gas that he could not control right wolverine went to this teenager gave him some beer and was like hey open it up have one what's going on i don't understand what's going on he explains to him you're a mutant kid you know this is what your power is you can't be around people without killing them well, why why aren't i killing you my healing power prevents you from being able to kill me. Right. And he's like, what's going to happen? You already know what's going to happen. And I'm going to make it quick. And I'm so sorry about it. Right. Okay. Like, Wolverine can't stand what he has to do. Right. But he understands that it has to be done. And I think that in the world that this creates... Batman might be the only person that can appreciate that. Yeah. Because you, you have that Justice League uh, cartoon where he sits with a girl on a swing. Exactly. And, like, th- he doesn't kill her. No, she's already he, dying. Yeah, he talks her through it and at the end makes her okay with it. Like, so you have the, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I can see that. Um, Martian Manhunter, Thor, 
Wonder Woman, just big power hitters. Powerhouse, yeah. Uh, Cat and Marvel and Shazam, the same. Can can like all of those characters can get anywhere, be powerhouses while still having their own stories. Right. Flash, I think would be the one that him and Spider Man would be the heart center of it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Spider Man and Flash alone, I think, would be a fantastic team up. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, so that is my big team and why I think they would work well together. Yeah, I can dig it. Uh, so let's move on to rivalries. All right, sure. What new rivalries get created from this? Uh, Joker, Deadpool. Right off the bat. Really? Crazy versus crazy, man. It'd just be fun. It would It would be very fun. I would I would totally read that comic. Because Deadpool still has a heart and Joker loves going for the fucking heart, man. Yeah. I think that uh, Deadpool's wife would be the first to go if, yeah. jo- if Joker found out. And I, and I think Joker would succeed. I don't know, because he's married to a demon. <laughs> He'd find a way. So fuck it. He's found a way to take Batman out how many times, you know, at least incapacitate him, not win, obviously. But, right. Uh, well, kind of, like, if you look at the killing joke, Joker kind of won. Yeah. At least in our interpretation of it. Yeah. Uh, I saw the new movie. They did not go that route. Did he just snap his neck at the end? No. Oh, do they hug? No, it's just, <laughs> and his hands are on his shoulders that's the how, entire time. That's how it ends. That's how the book ends. Uh, the book, it's pure silhouette, and the laughing stops very suddenly. Right. Which yeah, is but what... it, it doesn't show it either, you know? Right. So that's not drastically different. But, um... I still think that it flopped on the end, did personally. Did you say Continuing. Yeah, okay. Continuing. Well, I've got you got a rivalry? A rivalry. Well, yeah, Tony Stark's and Batman. Yeah, oh, I, mean, yeah. I can't dig deep on with these guys, but I see a lot of rivalry going on there. Yeah, they're, you they're, got the two billionaires. You got the both mechanically, you know, aided superhero ness of them all. Oh, but the same goes with Spider Man. Batman can probably just you know completely. Well, okay, let's say Bruce Wayne can completely just take out Tony Sparks. I th- Stark. 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 I think that I think that Tony Stark's hand cockiness. Hand. I can agree with you, because I think yeah. that if Tony Stark, Starks, you got me messing up his name now. <laughs> he said Stocks, though. Stocks and Bonds! Tony Stocks and Bonds! Tony Stark's cockiness would make Bruce Wayne not like him. Yeah, and I could totally see, like you said about, uh, you know, Batman being home base. I mean, When it comes to the big group? Right, being part of, being to the big group. And Tony Sparks is a big idea guy all the time. Did I just do it again? It yeah. Again, yeah. Iron Man is a big idea. <laughs> there you go. All the time, and and Batman is more like you know we're just gonna. Plus, Batman see used where to this goes. Superman, like right. They, he right. could find ways to take out Iron Man. And, oh, I uh, think that he would totally well, uh, hack into Stark Tech. Yeah, I'd say yeah. his his suit that he used to go against Superman is oh the, yeah, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, so, right. yeah, the comics right behind your head. Uh, I, I actually <laughs> have Batman in my first rivalry as well. Batman yeah. and Kingpin. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Batman uh, and I, Kingpin, I, they just seem to go together. Well, it's yeah. the same with Batman and the Falcones. And like any mm-hmm. big mob boss, yeah. Batman works very well with. But you take that Falcone and you put him on steroids and then you have the Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that... Because uh, Falcone, could, no, none of them could ever beat Batman in a fist fight. William Fisk stands a chance. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. Just on physical prowess alone, yes. I like that. It's very cool, yeah. Uh... Uh, for, see, I'm going off uh, just thinking. Hold on. See, my next couple ones, I have stuff written. Uh, <laughs> so, um, hmm. good fights, man. Good rivalries of character. Do you, do you want me while you're thinking to go ahead with my next one? 
Yeah, if you don't want me to listen to you, go ahead. All right. My, my next one is Superman and the Hulk and Sentry. Uh, do, do you know much about the Sentry? No. He has the power of a thousand exploding suns. Wow. But the problem with that is he tries to be a hero, but he's got dual personalities. And so there's the Sentry in the shadow. Okay. And because of it, he does evil as the shadow and then good as the Sentry. And he can't really control himself. And so, so here's what I have written down. Something about the idea of the world's mixing. I always think something would push the Hulk and the Sentry to go bad full time. Not necessarily wanting to do evil, but not able to control themselves. Mm. Because of though their friendship, if they were to go, quote, bad, I think Hulk would necessarily... Would, I think Hulk not necessarily wanting... Uh, Hulk and Sentry would travel together trying to keep each other in check. But when one goes, the other will always follow. Seeing a Hulk and Sentry team that goes mad every time they see a super because they're always feeling hunted would make a very interesting battle amongst many heroes, forcing Superman to throw himself against the two of them. I honestly don't know how that battle would end, though, because Hulk and Sentry alone are very big powerhouses against the powerhouse. And that battle... I think would be epic and it all boils down to we want to be left alone if you would stop following us then it would be okay the Hulk and Sentry would fight when the when the Sentry goes bad but it's to keep each other in check that's always what it would be and I think that superheroes constantly hunting them because the Hulk sometimes hulks out and can't control himself and the Sentry goes into the shadow mode and can't control himself. Even though they're keeping each other in check, they'll always be hunted, and Superman will always have to be the one to bring them back to Earth. Are you? I told you I wasn't going to listen, oh, man. Wow. I'm thinking. No, Sorry. you you have you have this whole thing. They're eventually going to have to build them a playground. In the sense, <laughs> in the, in the sense of taking them somewhere else. That's and who. Oh, but that's been done before with the Hulk. And he'll just come back? Yeah, because... Yeah, plus he's just a little too strong to contain. I heard a little bit at, at, at the end about um, you, them having their own dark uh, alter egos that will go too far and will kill, and Superman always being the person that, you know, that has to separate them. There's nobody else that can. I, I like that aspect. Um, the only thing I came up with I was thinking, though, was um, I'd love to see the Flash take on the Green Goblin. Really? Yeah, I, or, well, Norman Osborn. We'll say Norman Osborn. Okay. And all of his facets. Because the Flash is a, a... Like, yeah, he's insanely superhuman. He's also fairly human in, in terms yeah. of his relationships, you know, his watching his mom die, his dad still being alive. Having the girl that he Do wants you... and needs, uh, but but can't necessarily grab all the time. Or grasp, rather. Um, <laughs> he can grab her all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think that he would try to reach Norman Osborn on a human level? I think he would L- try. Like Spider-Man did with, with his with his son when he was having his drug overdose. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so because like the Flash is very human. There are some parallels between him and Spider-Man. The one difference is Norman Osborn would not be a threat for the Flash. So imagine right. the finale where the hopeless one in the situation is the villain. Like he gets him exactly where he wants him. Like, oh, I have you, Flash. I have you, Red Streak. You're nothing to me. Flash takes him out in seconds. Imagine that defeat to somebody with the ego of Norman Osborn. Yeah. You could do some amazing literature off that. Some very good writing. Yeah, but the same could be said with The Flash and the Joker. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, 
I already said Joker. No, I couldn't use the Joker again. I, I, Plus, I, same universe. I agree. So. It would be a very interesting battle, but I, I'm not sure. You're talking. You're talking about the Flash taking out somebody that at one point was the United States president. Yeah. Somebody think he thinks he can beat anybody, get away with anybody, anything, and then you get somebody that he like. If he if the Flash chooses, like you just can't see him. Like I mean, there's no Hillary, threat there. Yeah. Hillary Clinton and spandex. Yes, <laughs> it is. Uh, Flash I, deletes all of his. Emails. I agree that it would be a good couple bouts, but I'm not sure a rivalry. Uh, no, I'm just the big finale. I think would be uh, good enough to, to make it worth it. I I, I think that with going off what you said, with Norman Osborn's cruelty. Yeah, he's very I think that ego he, maniacal. I know? think that he would not go after the Flash in order to hurt him. I think that he would go after the people Flash loves, right. his wife. I'm not saying he wouldn't do damage first, mm-hmm. but I think he would get the the Flash to the point where, like, not only did he think he had the Flash, but the Flash was so pissed off that he's going to take him down. You know, he he's determined and he's going to prove his point. He's going to stop him, and I don't know. I I think it could work, and like, it's not only I mean, like, he could go Green Goblin. You know, flying pumpkin bombs to terrorize his loved ones, because that the visuals there are very scary. Right. Uh, and then, like when he needs the people against the flesh to like really prove a point, like I am what's important. He, oh, hey, hey, I'm the Iron Patriot. Yeah. You know, so you have um, honestly several different, uh, like almost a rogues gallery of villains coming at you. You can have at one point you could have the Iron Patriot, the President, and the Green Goblin coming at you. Yeah. And that could put anybody. That could put fear into anybody. But at the end, like, he just, what are you going to do against the Flash? Yeah. Uh, I mean, somebody that can move that that fast, unless, like I said, unless you start attacking the, their heart. Or you have a freeze gun, like Captain Cold. A or a couple of boomerangs. <laughs> I, I guess if he throws out a, if he learns how to throw a proper boomerang, yeah, the Flash is fucked. But <laughs> um, Captain Boomerang is a Flash villain, you see. Oh, I see. Okay, good. Who's in Suicide Squad? Yeah, he is. Yeah. You watched that. Yeah, I did. You said you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, uh, Jared Leto sucks. Uh, he's worst Joker cinematically. You hate him all, though. I do, and he's is... still the worst, which says a lot. I guess. But the whole point is, how is Harley Quinn? She's the best part of the movie. All right, my next rivalry that I have uh, is Batman and Punisher. I've read it. It's fucking terrible. Well, <laughs> I think that the two of them will always be at each other. Uh, ultimately leading to Punisher being put in Arkham. No, I've literally read it. They've done that. Have they really? Yeah, it's fucking garbage. Uh, just because the writers and the art is awful. Like, uh, yeah, so bad. If you get the right writers, though, that would be an amazing story. It could be good. But that that comic is so bad that it has tarnished the thought in my mind. I have it. Still, it's, it's in that stack right there. It is bad. Yeah, I don't think I've ever read like, it. Like, Jigsaw and Joker team up. And, of course, you get Batman be like, don't kill people. Yeah, I, I think that ultimately in a world where both those characters exist, like full-time, Punisher gets put in Arkham. Yeah, that would be a great finish. They did not go with that. Um, like I said, not that your idea is bad. It's that somebody thought of it first and actually did it, and it fucking sucked. Well, so. I can't help when shitty writers get a hold of... Good ulti- properties, yeah. 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 So uh, what was the last segment? Then? Uh, well, I've got one more rivalry. Oh, okay, go ahead. Spider-Man and Joker. Mm. While I believe that most of Batman's and Spider-Man's rogue gallery would be interchangeable for the two heroes, and would be and would be tested by each other's villains, I believe Joker would find special joy trying to break the young webhead. Yeah, I mean he enjoyed killing a Robin. Yeah, 
So uh, maybe. I, I can see it. You don't think it's a little too dark? The Joker's a little too dark for a Spider-Man comic? Not really. M- maybe because Gwen died. You know, they've already gone dark with Gwen didn't get beat to death with a crowbar where they got to laugh. I, I think that it could work, though. And I, I have, I have like, an entire paragraph written here. Uh, maybe seeing in him the same things that drew him to the bat, he would try to find Spider-Man's breaking point. I think that if the if he were to find that find it, Spider-Man would try and kill the Joker by any means necessary. It did, God, you're reading that maybe picture, um, like Aunt May hearing a knock on the door, and she opens it, and the Joker's staying there in a Hawaiian costume, and just shoots her in the spine. I don't want that, man. Well, I if I think that he wouldn't stop at Aunt May though. I don't want him to get to Aunt May in the first place. That's terrifying. I think that he would. Hasn't go she after died her. enough, man? No, because she's still alive. <laughs> I think we said enough. about every comic book character. Well, well played. I'll give you that. Uh, but I, I think that if Joker were to ever find his breaking point, he he would try everything, including breaking Punisher out of Arkham. To okay. go after Joker. You're building on your own expanded universe? Yes. You fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, and the only person that could stop him at that point would be Batman. Yeah. A fight would break out amongst the two heroes. Batman, the older exper- older experience, trying to save the life of his greatest villain. And Spider-Man, the young person who sometimes looks up to the Bat, but has at times proven that his emotions can be the best of him. Both admiring the other's sense of good and their intelligence, uh, through their fight, they would bring their philosophy to the table. It would end one of two ways. Batman saving the Joker and talking Peter down man-to-man, not bat-to-spider. Or... Not bat-to-spider is uh, the, the name of my autobiography, actually. <laughs> this, yeah. would, this would quell the initial fight, but Spider-Man would always hold a grudge and be particularly brutal any time in the future when dealing with the clown prince of crime. Or it'll end with Batman finally saying to the Joker, I can't kill you. You've been right all these years. I can't do it. That won't happen. No matter how many times you've deserved it, I cannot bring myself to end your life. But I no longer will go out of my way to save it. Oh, okay. Then you saved it at the end there. Nice. Yeah, like if, that, if you uh, don't cut me off, sometimes I have a point. <laughs> it's happened twice now. All right, back. <laughs> um, kind of like what it is to Raza Ghoul and the uh, and uh, it, Batman Begins. And I love that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see him telling Joker, "I can't kill you. You're right." Wouldn't that just lead to Spider-Man killing him in their next next encounter, though? Yes. Uh, I don't know if I can deal with a murdery Peter Parker, though. Unless he, depending on what breaks him, because. One of your favorite stories is him breaking his own arms trying to save Aunt May. Going to Kingpin and being like, if she dies, that she flatlines. Those are two separate stories. Two separate stories. It's the same story, just two different parts of the story. No, one's um, back in black. The other is uh, New Ways to Die. Completely different. Nothing to do with each other. Uh, New Ways to Die is when he takes on the anti-Vin. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're both off of the same breaking point, though, for him. The AMA, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Him going to Kingpin and saying, if she flatlines, I fill your lungs with webbing. Yeah, and you really believe that when it happens, so... Yeah, I can see it, I guess. Yeah, he has a... He has point. to be wearing... God, could you imagine, like, the second showdown, though? Like, he goes after Joker in that black suit? Oh, my God. 
I just got goosebumps. Right? Like, yeah, I can see it. I'll okay. give you that one. <laughs> so now we, well, we've we reached the first story arc. The, after the merging, because the merging is, I wouldn't call that a story arc of the mixed world. That's the two universes coming together. What's the first major story arc after the merge? I'm going to cop out here and take the easiest answer possible. Because you have to have the recruitments and, like, seeing how people work with each other and stuff. And the easiest and probably most exciting way to do that is Justice League versus the Avengers. Yeah, it's a cop-out answer. But why wouldn't you go there? Why wouldn't you sell those issues? And why wouldn't you see Justice League taking on the fucking Avengers? You see uh, the, the Hulk fighting Superman. You see Batman taking on Captain America. And you see, like, once, once Captain America's down, Batman jumps in the fight with... You know, Superman and the Hulk, it takes him out no problem, but then Captain America's back, he takes off Batman without Superman knowing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, it's a cop-out answer. It's very simple. Okay. It's the first one that came to my mind, and I'm sticking with it. Like, All right. If you made that into an issue, I'd be there day one, picking up the comic. I think everybody else would be, too. I can, I can see that happening, but as far as something that affects the entire world... This would... Because you're going to see, like, at the end, nobody's going to kill I, I one another. I can see another. something like that being the thing that establishes certain relationships. Yeah, new bonds. Is what but I, I, I think that that would happen during the merging, not as a major story arc after the merge. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Kelly, do you have an idea for a big story arc but when after the two worlds have merged? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> did you forget you were here for a second? Oh, well, I think I did. You got really quiet. You're sitting in the corner like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> way beyond me no I think uh, I think I like your idea about the Joker versus uh, Spider-Man I think if you're going to go with any kind of story arcs you're going to have to you know with this big merger is transfer you know you're going to have to transform the squishy characters the no killing characters you're going to have to put them against someone who's willing to do like you said anything yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Cause at the very least, you're going to get a big test yeah. for that character. So, yeah. 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 All right. But I thought that Spider-Man was tested that that way already. Has been several times. I mean, from the death of Gwen Stacy. I, I think we can all agree that when it not comes, that, one, no. that Joker would be the ultimate test to Spider-Man. Because it is said in the DC Universe that when villains want to tell horror stories to each other... They tell stories of the Joker. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he's the ultimate DC bad guy. Now you're, you're probably going to take about an hour with your uh, big crossover, so I, why don't you go ahead. All right. After establishing the relationships of the new universe, an unease builds in the human populace. Those not used to great numbers that now make up the coalition of metaborn anomalies start attacking in terrorist-style attacks against what they see as freaks and threats to their species. Even though most of the people of the coalition either have phys- e- either have only physical deformities or very minimal powers, one girl with purple skin, we'll call Sally, is shown to have shown only to have the power to make collars appear where she wants. She uses this power to make polka dots on walls, which makes her happy. The coalition uses her as the example of the average meta. The heroes continue to try and play peacekeeper, but they realize they are fighting a losing war. And the more they try to keep the human populace from striking out against the innocent people whose only crime is being born different, the more they're seen as big brother police force trying to keep them obedient. Meanwhile, the man. Is, uh, exactly. Meanwhile, on Oa, the Guardians have... 
Sorry, my computer screen went black. Meanwhile, on Oa, the Guardians have account have counsel regarding the great power that has just shown up on Earth. While they recognize that the good that some of that power represents, they all re- they also recognize that the good is greatly outnumbered by the evil. They fear that soon that evil will take over and spread amongst the stars, even more so than it already is. After much discussion and arguments between those of the Green Lantern Corps that think Earth is a threat and those from Earth and some who have fought with Earth heroes who believe they are worth protecting, it is ultimately decided that the evil of Earth cannot be ignored and if the planet cannot be quarantined, then it must be destroyed for the betterment of the universe as a whole. On Earth, Quicksilver is named as ambassador for the coalition to the human populace, and while being guided through the political jungle by Hank McCoy, he sets out to a hearing in order to try to find a political compromise that would keep his people safe and set the hearts of the human populace at ease. At the peace hearing, an attack takes place that kills people of human and the coalition alike. Human leaders, as well as Quicksilver and Sally, are found dead at the scene. The press, the Bugle Planet Network, or BPN for short, while showing the footage of the <laughs> well aftermath, done. yeah, thank you, yeah. <laughs> while showing the footage of the aftermath, accidentally show the body of little Sally. When J. Jonah Jameson and his co-anchor Lois Lane realize that they are seeing, don't smirk when you say it. <laughs> realize what they are seeing. They both call for the feed to be cut, but it's too late. The damage is done. The world is seen, and the war begins. It comes to a head when the Green Lantern Corps shows up in force with scorched earth tactics in mind. It is then Earth versus the core. Earth eventually shows that in times of great peril against their kind, they can unite against a common foe. Some call for peace, but ultimately it is the sacrifice of Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, and Bruce Banner. That are, you, are you talking about just the Green Lanterns, or all of the cores actually joining together for this one threat? All of the cores, but it's these three that... Okay. I just meant the, well, the global the attack. Green, blue, and purple. Okay. Red. The ones that are already kind of friendly. Yeah. Right. No yellow. You're not seeing Sinestro Corp. Right. Right. Um, But it is ultimately the sacrifice of Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, and Bruce Banner that brings peace to both sides. Why did you throw Bruce Banner in there? Just because he's green? Uh, Is it because he's green? Are you being space racist? No, Danny. You're the racist. (laughs) Damn it, Kelly! Many humans, metas, and corpsmen have been lost. Good guys as well as bad, but peace is here now. A year to the day after the universe collided is when the peace is declared and the deaths of three lanterns and one misunderstood hero and what exact, and what exactly they did finally comes to light. The lanterns that are left and the people of Earth join together to fund slash create a satellite that every year on collision day, quote unquote, the light from the sun hits the satellite, turning all light that hits the earth green for one hour. During that hour, the people take time to remember how their hate almost brought them to an end and the sacrifices that brought them finally to peace. Evil still exists in the world as it does on almost all worlds with free-thinking people, but a new batch of green lanterns on earth are led by John Stewart, to help keep the peace next to the pillars of light 
that the world has come to admire and respect for decades. The men and women we call superheroes. That's my first big story. Arc. You just dropped the mic. I did. You threw your hands up. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I read the shit out of that, so. Uh, I got nothing, man. It was good. Oh, thank Who you. Knows? I, I kind of wrote that at 2 in the morning. Uh, Imagine I would make a joke during it and you gave me a dirty look. So Until Kelly called me a racist again and then all of a sudden it was okay. Well, it, it was it was because of the... But it's kind of funny that you did choose the other green superhero. Well, yeah. It, I chose big three major superheroes from the DC and one... That Guy been, Gardner is not major. But he's a Green Lantern. He is a Green Lantern. So he's a squirrel. And the hero that is the most misunderstood and possibly seen as the biggest threat from the Marvel Universe sacrificing themselves to save everybody. Right. That's more where I was going for it. Just because they were green, I was able to throw that in on. (laughs) Now you smirk. Fuck you, Robert. (laughs) Ah, Are we done now? Uh, I think that that is our time for this week on Then and Now. That is our time times two, my friend. (laughs) Kept waiting for the Silver Surfer to jump to show. That's Galactic. He'll be there. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to be there. Like when the when the whole battle between the Green Lanterns and everybody else. His was. big thing is like he's got the power of the cosmos. Yeah, and power cosmic. Yeah, um, I don't even know what that is. It's, it's everything. Yeah, pretty exactly. much it. It's um, power cosmic. How can we not be more clear? But at certain times he's dead or he's busy, which I think he dead. is right now. Yeah, I think so as well. Um... It all depends who's dead and when, you know? He did die. He sacrificed his last breath to give everyone a minute of happiness or something. I just chugged almost an entire beer. He's like, I'm... Because he realized he has a second open one. And he's like... You have a second open one? No. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. You're holding it right now. It's open. It's the second one. I thought it was empty. It's not. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> we ready, Kelly? I'm and ready. that's it oh, for... Are you ready? <laughs> for what? Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. And that's it for uh, Then and Now this week. Oh, that's the podcast we're doing. Your name is? Carrie. Your name is? Game on. Your name is? Robert Foley. And we'll hold your beer. No. No? No. (laughs) We would, though. We would. Totally. May the force be with you all. Oh, yeah, this was a Star Wars episode. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's been a while. (laughs) Lightsabers are neat. Yeah.